0: Welcome to the Week 44 Wealth Ecology Podcast. While the JSC might continue to drift a little lower, there are some positive signs that might be easy to ignore. I was lucky enough this week to be in a live interview with Robin Gordon on CNBCA, what you might not have seen was a high level of CEO and other business leaders' support in the room. For someone who has been trolled so brutally, who was surprisingly calm and cracked jokes non-stop, with the rating agencies circling and the ruling party turning on themselves, reaching a crucial point in the economy, and one can only hope that sense will prevail. The trend in resources still keeps drifting up. Let's hope this continues without labor kibotting it with double-digit salary demands. Because of this trend in the past, mining is another area where technology is and will continue to erode jobs. Smart robots and drone technology are taking over from manual labor. Global growth post-2008 has been sluggish and in the West less volatile. What is going to be interesting to watch is whether the stock exchange cycle is also finding a new normal. Already the US stock exchange has gone without a recession for a longer period than normal, an extended bull market as it were. What if this growth is just the average gently wafting up based on productivity and consumer demand increases, instead of getting to the same place with violent ups and downs? In an emerging market like ours, we have more upside potential from increased productivity and consumer demand. We need to take advantage of that. For the next ten days the world's eyes are still going to be on the US. Just when you thought the Donald had finally shot himself in the foot so many times that his loafers were now props, along comes a new email scandal, a gift of note for the Donald. The inconvenient truth is that these are not active Clinton emails but fall out from a wiener scorned, but that subtlety will probably be lost in the voting public. A Hobson's choice of president this year. As they say. Your nose and as I said before, post-2008 we've seen a new normal. There has been sluggish GDP growth, little or no growth in productivity, record low interest rates and bond rates, and anemic stock growth by historical standards. Employment in the West is at an all-time high, but the employment is different, and this is a quantum shift we cannot ignore. The gig, or on-demand economy, is not a fad. It's driven by technology, and will dramatically change work, as we know it. More and more jobs will be part-time or freelance. This is not necessarily a bad thing. Ultimately, your paycheck will probably be the same, but you will work fewer hours, and if you do travel, it will be more localized. Until your vocation gets there, though, life could be tough. Soft skills and technologies are the two talents to focus on for jobs of the future. If you're too scared to go there yourself, at least make sure your children and grandchildren know this. Despite the political uncertainty around Provence court appearance this week, the rank continues to improve. Why? The groundswell of support from business, the opposition, even from the ranks of the ruling party, is having a positive effect. The leaked SARS email last Wednesday and hostage-taking at SARS certainly helped. It is looking increasingly likely that this case might be dropped. It obviously won't help if it is resurrected again in a few months. Doesn't this have an uncanny parallel to Hillary's woes? On Friday, the rand dollar ended on 1383, the rand pound on 1688, and the rand euro on 1516. The pound obviously has its own challenges, but rather than crying into a tankard of warm beer, they see the positives in export and tourism, and so should we. The R186, the 10-year government bond, is still worryingly high, which indicates we're still seen as risky. Why would the exchange rate be positive and the bond rate not? Bond buyers are professional asset managers and number only in their thousands globally. Currency traders, however, number in their tens or hundreds of millions and often just gamblers bored with online poker. Their view is very short-term. Not just that, but Argos, those computer programs I've talked about before, are often given free reign to buy and sell on stop-loss triggers and amateurish artificial intelligence while traders sleep. Take the daily movements with a pinch of salt, I have two topics this week. Firstly, more taxes coming, and secondly, uncertainty and flexibility. The medium term budget last week indicated one thing more tax and loads of it is coming in the budget next year. It was a long and often boring speech, so much so that our beloved leader fell asleep. The stark fact is that Proven committed us, yes, us the taxpayers, to another twenty eight billion in counting. I guess burning down buildings works. I hope no other interest groups are watching. What can you do by ever increasing taxes? This is going to affect salaried employees more than anyone else. And if you're one of them, start preparing for a new normal, where you pay by the hour or by the job, and not monthly. If you can transition your job to 50% or more commission or the like, then you can pretty much halve your tax. Sure, you have to sell, and that scares many people. But look at it this way. You do it anyway, even if you call it something else. For example, how did you get your job? By selling your skills and talents, of course. Brush up on those soft skills. Negotiation, selling, communicating, self-confidence, self-management and creativity. Uncertainty and flexibility. When the economy, returns and jobs are uncertain, flexibility will help you weather the storm. Change is stressful and uncomfortable, so take baby steps. Diversify everything. Your income, your expenses and your world. Don't have all your investments in one pot and entrepreneurs that includes you, even when it comes to money market and banks. Never put it all in one institution. One frivolous or unsubstantiated complaint to the f s b could lock your money up for years when it comes to retirement funds, also don't put it all in one r a all in your company fund, and with a few exceptions, don't take up the company offer to increase your contributions. Make sure you can start and stop contributions whenever you want. Hardly ever use your car. Try Uber for a week before buying a new one. Got a rental portfolio. Take a large deposit, say three months. Take a large deposit, say three months. Snag the accommodation using video with voice. Manage them personally and do in-depth background checks on your tenants. My recommendation, find double income couples in stable jobs who have never been retrenched. Do background checks from previous complex managers, not just the landlord. Your company can't afford an increase and you want to stay? Swap it for leave. Your company is downsizing. Look at JobShed, even suggested, and join the gig economy for the rest. Always, always do your homework before jumping. Why not start a weekly fair in your local park for food or gardening, clothes, swapping services, bartering even? What about aftercare, homework supervision, and extracurricular activities from home for your neighbors? Do your homework on Medicaid soon so you can change it if you need to. This is now the third largest expense in many households. Put half of your bonus into an emergency fund or RA. Plan to use some of your holiday downtime to learn a new skill online. Before you go away, get your fares in order. Check your will, relook look at your short-term insurance, make sure you don't get caught by the small print. That's all for me for this week. Have a good one. Goodbye.